We're happy to highlight Trapepe Smith, a Capio Annual Diamond Partner. Their team recognizes their staff's accomplishments and shows appreciation with social media shout outs and even Taylor Swift watch parties. How cool is that? They also like to celebrate client accomplishments and share success stories about their dedicated public servants. Learn more at trapepismith.com. Hello, and welcome to the Capio Chirp. I'm Scotty Sando. And I'm Paul Hosley. This podcast, made possible by the California Association of Public Information Officials, is designed for communicators. That's you guys. Offering insights from experts and professionals in the public information industry. Hey, Scotty, did you know about Water Professionals Appreciation Week? No, Paul, tell me more. Well, it's a week in October each year where water agencies, like many of our CAPIO members, highlight the important role water industry professionals and staff play in providing safe and reliable water, wastewater, and recycled water operations in California. It's pretty important work, I'd say. It sure is. And today, we're very happy to highlight one agency that's doing just that, providing safe operations and recognizing staff. We're happy to be joined by Dee Dee Cordell, my former director, Placer County, who's now the communications manager for the amazing Yuba Water Agency. Welcome to the Capio Chirp. Aw, thanks, guys. Thanks for that incredible intro, Scotty. <laughs> for sure. So for the Yuba Water Agency, it's not just one week a year that you salute your rank and file. It seems oh, no. to be a year-round event. So as we understand it, you have a pretty nifty social media campaign called Faces of Yuba Water. Tell us about it. Yeah, we actually, this is one of our favorite things to do. So every month we have uh, an employee that is spotlighted. Um, it starts with us having them fill out kind of a little Q&A and we go back and forth with them. Sometimes they're a little nervous and um so we call them and kind of talk them through to get a little meat on the bones. But uh, we ask them to provide some pictures of them in their life, right? So this isn't just like, here's my name is Sam and I do this in the water world, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, this is what I do in the water world. And here's who I am. Here's what I do outside of work. And so Faces is kind of a a win-win. A it's got multiple audiences, right? It works for internal audiences, helping employees get to know each other a little bit better. And when you see that, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know he was an ultra marathon runner, right? And they're like, oh wow, holy cow, that's amazing. And then it just sparks those those water cooler conversations amongst your fellow employees. It also is a phenomenal way to reach the external audience, right? All our, our people of Yuba County, our residents. Because so many people think that government employees are just, you know, zombie hacks, right? We're just, we just collect our paycheck and, you know, and it's obviously we all know that's malarkey. And this shows the world, this shows everyone outside of our agency, just how we are made up of so many incredibly passionate, brilliant people who really care about their community and all the other things that they're doing in the community. And they're like, oh, I remember her from blah, 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 or I saw her at the yada, yada, or I did that event too. And it just helps them make that connection and realize that we are humans. And then it also is a huge boon for us for recruiting. Um, and it it really gives potential employees who are considering coming to work for us a peek behind the curtain of like, okay, well, who's working there and what's the culture like and what are these different jobs that they have? And so they have been actually checking out these features quite a bit on our external website and on our LinkedIn and, and Facebook pages. So it's a little bit everywhere. We have the internal with the newsletter and then on our intranet. And then we also post it 
um, on the first Friday of every month, we post it on our social media platforms and on our external website. It's been a, a huge hit. So I was going to ask, what, what's the response been? And uh, I was reading uh, some of the background on this. You actually tag the employees so their, you know, their their kids or their mom can see them or their neighbor. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yes, and it gets such incredible results. I've got some of the the stats here because I was like, I'm never going to remember all this off the top of my head. Um, we have an average of about 877 reads per feature. Um, we have, um, because we do, we, we tag the employees, as you said, they share it often or their friends or families see it. And then they're all commenting. We have some of the most incredible engagement numbers that uh, like beyond anything we would have ever imagined. Um, we've had, oh, almost 19,000 impressions on Facebook just from our faces of Yuba water posts, um, and almost 5,000 engagements, right? So like, we're really reaching a lot more people. And it's also, I think one other thing that I, I, I should probably say that's cool about that is that, right, these families and friends that also live in the community may not follow us, but because they're like, oh, they're, they're Sammy, who is our feature this week, right? She's she's this month's um, Faces of Yuba Water. And her picture is amazing. I'm, I called her clickbait earlier. I'm like, this picture, you are officially clickbait for Yuba Water because everybody is gonna wanna click this to see what is that picture about? because it's just such a neat photo of her. And um, and so, you know, Sammy will share it and Sammy's friends and family may not follow us yet, but as soon as they see this, they're like, oh, well, gosh, that's really cool stuff that they're involved in. And then maybe they're likely to follow us. And, and you mentioned the pictures. So we do something similar in the city of West Sacramento where we, we try to catch our public works guys out in the field fixing the, you know, a broken water main or something like that, or, or some of the grounds crew uh, working on parks. What kind of picture do you find resonates most with people? Because you have you to know, experiment a little bit first. Yeah, because, you know, not you're not sitting behind a desk. No, so. oh gosh, no. <laughs> it's um, it's often the things that you wouldn't expect, like this picture of Sammy that is so cool. I encourage everybody to go check it out. She's actually flying um with some Beale folks. She's very involved in Beale Air Force Base as a civilian. She's part of the Beale Military Liaison Council. And um, so she got to go up in a jet and she's got the full mask on and she took a selfie. Of her. And so it's just a picture of her mask, but it's really cool. And it's not what you would expect when you think of Sammy, who's our flood risk reduction manager. And so that I think is going to get phenomenal results. It's often like something shocking, like, you know, maybe it's a picture of somebody just completing a marathon or some kind of athletic event. Um, some often the pictures of them with their families. And so we do include some pictures of them doing work-related stuff often if there is a good one, but we would much rather show the pictures of them in their element that are just good quality pictures that show who they are. So what I really appreciate about what you guys are doing, it's, you know, like you said, you're just kind of like giving people a peek behind the curtain of the work, the hard work that Yuba Water Agency does. Um, I have to imagine that it's got to be a pretty, is it tough that you have to tell the story knowing that you have people everywhere? Because imagine that it's, you have people in lots of different places in, you know, in your district, your water district, you know, was that a hurdle that you had? Is that part of the story you want to tell? You mean having people 
just kind of all throughout the community? Well, understanding just how large your district is, like what is that you do and where are all the places that we're working? Yeah, part of our goal is to educate people about who we are and what we do and just all the different things we do and all the places we do them and how different our missions are in different parts of the county and things like that. And I think this helps accomplish that by reaching so many more people. And it is just it's getting harder and harder to reach people anymore because everybody's getting their information from very specific sources and echo chambers in many cases. And it's just harder and harder to reach people. So this is the way we get them. We get our employees out there talking about us and sharing us and reaching as many people as possible throughout the county. One problem I think that we face, all of us do as PIOs, it's trying to convince somebody why they should care, Um, why they should care about your organization. You hear water, your eyes are going to glaze over probably, (laughs) um, or whatever it is in government. Odds are they're going to be hard to reach because they don't care or they don't trust your government agency, right. um, which are major hurdles that we have. But to put a quote unquote face on it, it's such <laughs> a brilliant tactic to humanize. This is who we are. I'm your neighbor. I'm your friend. I go to church with you. I go to the same right. restaurant as you. I'm in your community. We're all part of the same thing, working towards a pretty awesome goal, which is to provide safe water for the community. Yes, I I completely agree. I think that was one of the main reasons we wanted to create it. We also had a lot of silos internally that were like, you know, we have employees who work at at Colgate at the powerhouse who are 40 minutes away and we will go months without seeing each other unless there's some kind of an all staff or something. And so being able to kind of introduce employees to each other and break down some of those silos, but also to be able to put that human face on the government employee and to show just how passionate we all are about reducing flood risk and ensuring a sustainable water supply for Yuba County and, you know, improving fish habitat and the forest health stuff we're doing and all the different things we're doing. This gives the public the ability to kind of see, oh, they really are actually they care about this. They're really into it. And they're they're really real people. They're not robots sitting behind a computer telling me no all the time. Yeah. But that's not all. You, you've got other ways that you're trying to uh, salute the, the troops, so to speak. It's a video series. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this is a, a new series. We just started it this year. And uh, the latest is on the streets uh, for Water Professionals Week. And um, and it's basically a we call it beneath the surface. Get it? Uh, <laughs> and it is a video version of of faces in a way, except it's not so much about the the person. You do get a little bit of a feel about the person, but it's more of a, a, a peek behind the curtain or underneath the surface uh, of what the job itself is and what it entails. And that was really designed to... Um, kind of help showcase the different types of work that you can have when you come to work for Yuba Water and at the same time feature our our rock star employees who are just amazing and kind of show just how hard they work and how much effort they put into making our community better. You know, I, I got to see preview one of those videos um, about a gentleman who was, I think he was at a wary, um, is my saying the word right? <clears throat> Uh, I think you mean weir. There we go. Weir? <laughs> at a well, weir? he was at a dam. He was, he at, was a at a dam. dam. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> but he's he's taking everyone through like this is what I do out here. Body body blah. One, it was very interesting 
to the video production on it was so well done. And I really appreciate that because like you're asking them to like, we're going to put a spotlight on you. Um, and we need to make sure that we deliver a good product that really highlights who you are. We, that shows that we value who you are and what you do, um, for us. And then to like, let folks know, like, this is just part of what we do. Um, you know, I, I really like commend you guys for giving that extra touch and the, it's all about the details, right? The details really help make things special. Well, thank you for saying that, Scotty. I will pass that on to Alex. Um, Alex Bosch did, uh, the, the face, not the faces, the <laughs> Alex Bosch did the beneath the surface for us. He's our video photo guy, really talented. And as you probably know better than most people, I am a total video snob. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little obnoxious when it comes to the quality of the videos we put out. But, um, but Alex is great and he loves doing it and it gets him out there in the field talking to our staff. And so he gets a, a, a lot out of it as well. But the quality has been phenomenal. And the newest one uh, is featuring our ditch tenders, which is not a career field that most people really know what it is. And it's you hear that name, ditch tender, it's a, a strange title. And so we thought it would be fun in honor of Water Professionals uh, Week, Appreciation Week, that we would feature our ditch tenders and get a peek behind the curtain of what it is that those guys do. So on the production side, uh, a lot of our members listening would like to do this stuff. Maybe they don't have their own videographer. I mean, how how difficult or how can you maybe dumb it down so it's not that hard to produce something like this and have a, a pretty good impact? Well, you could honestly do it in iMovie with your iPhone or an iPad if you wanted to. I mean, it's it's not doesn't have to be that complicated, but we we do like to put the time and effort in into, you know, the fancier graphics. He's got some After Effects stuff in there to very cool little swish of the beneath the surface intro that um that just makes my heart smile. Um so we do put a little more than we need to um or that would be necessary to actually make it a successful feature. I think in the end the heart of it is that peek behind the curtain and the employee that you're featuring and the work that they're doing um and having the the you know the awesome premiere Adobe Premiere and all the other buzzes and whirls that we have that, that's just icing on the cake. How long are these? Just this quick break breakdown. How and and you know how many shots or and also where can people find them? They're going to listen to this. And say, hey, I want to see that. Yeah, you can find them on our website, uh, yubawater.org, and um, they're also shared on our social platforms. But you can definitely go if you go to yubawater.org. Um, there's at least you know you can find our videos there. Um, and you can also on our work for us page, we have always we always have one featured there as a as a recruiting tool. Um, and uh, as far as the length, we try to keep them around two minutes. We, uh, you know, we were aiming for under two. What is it? Two oh six or whatever. Twitter's X, whatever the heck they're called now. Two, um, <laughs> two is good. <laughs> yeah. So we try or to keep less. it around two minutes and 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 not too much longer than that. Well, Dee Dee, thank you so much for sharing these awesome ways to give love and show support to the staff. And sometimes, you know, they're often they're doing some dirty work out there, uh, but we <laughs> sure do appreciate them. Um, so thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you both. It was a joy to hang out with you. It's always good to see you. I'll see you at Capio. I'll see you there. Yay! 
Well, we just heard how water agencies can honor and recognize its workers. We learned that there are lots of ways to salute your staff. And for something quite different, we welcome Dan Fenstermaker to the Capio Church. Dan is a media services specialist at the city of Brea, where among his other communications duties, he's host and producer of Brea Talks podcast. Dan also helps run the city's radio station. God, I'm so envious right now. Yes, they have a radio station. Paul, jealous much? Yes, I am. <laughs> Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Let's talk about the podcast first, since we're all, you know, podcasters. Sure. Thank you so much for uh, having me. So tell us about um, the podcast. What is this thing all about? Yeah, so uh, late summer, early fall 2019, uh, the city of Brea was on the cusp of like a lot of uh, major development projects that were uh, all about to get kind of underway at the same time or kind of right on top of each other. And so our city planner at the time uh, wanted to find a new way to kind of reach residents, educate them on why these projects were going to be beneficial for the city of Brea, and at the same time kind of you know, explain, you know, how we were going to mitigate certain perceived issues that might come up with, you know, uh, construction projects, traffic, et cetera. Um, and so kind of out of that, the idea, because podcasts were, were really becoming uh, popular and more or less an easier way of producing content at the time, um, Prairie Talks was born. And so, uh, yeah, we recorded five episodes initially, and uh, we call that now our first season. Um, and it was predominantly community development-based topics, um, future of retail, um, you know, the development of hillsides, and all just kind of all the things that Bray residents seem to, um, to care a lot about. Um, and and but we in communications and marketing always felt like it could have been more. So we started kind of getting our ducks in a row, started getting other departments together to find out what else we could talk about citywide that, you know, our residents would like to hear in-depth information about. And then six months later, uh, the pandemic happened and then priorities obviously shifted in a major way. And uh, Bright Talks was kind of put on the back burner. But then, you know, earlier this year, finally a full service city once again with all of our services and all of our events and everything kind of fully operational again. And we're like, how do we let everybody know to come on back out? And so the thing that kind of ended Brea Talks uh, brought it back. And we're like, let's let's do a podcast. I have so many questions uh, for you, Dan. So I'm yeah. so glad you're here. So um, first off, I'd like to know, how do you choose your topics, your content? And then how do you um, release or inform your internal audience, your employees, as well as your public that this podcast exists, which in a feel, I think there's like a new podcast is being released every millisecond, it seems. So Absolutely. in a very saturated market, how do you kind of put yourself out there so people know you exist? Sure. A great question. Um, so uh, to the first question of how do we choose our topics? Um, the, the when, we, when we did our reboot, so to speak, our first episode was kind of um, introducing ourselves, the communications and marketing team, because um, we were going to rotate hosting duties and we kind of wanted people to get to know us before we started to introduce them to the rest of the staff. Um, from there, we kind of broke it down like, well, if we're going to be talking about all these different topics, 
what what's the what's the common thread amongst all these different uh, departments and different programs that we offer? And that's the budget. So kind of we we kind of try to tell the story not just um, within an episode, but actually episode to episode. So we our our next topic was uh, the city budget and how it touches everything and why it's so important and how you know fortunate we are to be able to work together and balance a budget. Um, how we have a very supportive council and um, and so on. And then from there, it kind of went into what do you guys got? You know, who wants to who's got the next big project? Um, sometimes it actually ends up lining up with um, with certain things. We had uh, it's uh, emergency uh, preparedness. National preparedness month is, was September. So we had our emergency preparedness coordinator on. Um, it's not a national community planning month in October. So our latest, uh, episode we just dropped last week was with our planning team. So, um, you know, we kind of try to find out what's kind of topical nationally or locally. And, um, and also, you know, we invite any of our departments, if they've got a, a huge project to come, to come on. Uh, on, on the personal level, uh, uh, some of these folks probably hadn't done a lot of media or, or, you know, in this this kind of spoken word format. Sure. Um, it seems like uh, the momentum has kind of caught up on your show. Do they get a kick out of that? Is there almost a little bit, hey, I want to be on the thing. And, and it's <laughs> a way to kind of recognize some of the folks that are behind the scene. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, I started in this profession actually doing video. Uh, video production and stuff like that. So um, whereas people liked me on a personal level, on a professional level, anytime they saw me walking around with a the camera, they ran the other direction as fast as they possibly could. Uh, podcasting apparently is no different. They don't care if it's a camera or if it's a microphone. Um, uh, I will say it's a little easier. Uh, it is a little easier. And we are... Um, and we and we try. We all have our different style as hosts, but we try very, very hard to make it as comfortable as possible for our guests. Um, and, you know, which is why one of the reasons why um, I know we mentioned before we started here that um, you know you asked the question if we record a video, if we record our podcast, and and we don't yet. Um, we're hoping to do that in the future. Uh, that was the intent, um, but for right now, it's strictly audio. So I think getting kind of the staff comfortable with that. Um, they there are some there are some staff members that are really excited to tell their story. And then there are some that uh, need a little bit more push of a push and uh, that's okay. Um, our last, uh, our last podcast, one of our last podcasts, um, one of our guests had mentioned on, uh, on the recording that it was, they were nervous that they were nervous coming on, but it turned out to be much easier um, and much more comfortable than than they expected, and they were very happy that they got to tell their story. So I think that uh, I think it's working. I think it's working. What's the response from the community been like for your podcast? So um, you know, when you start something like this, you know, it's it's hard in local government because you're not uh, you're not a uh, you know major network, and you don't have Nielsen ratings, and you don't have a way to find out what your um, you know who's listening and how many repeats is it your is it your grandmother just clicking uh, <laughs> over and over again every night because she just loves to hear how it's just show all of her friends how proud she is of her grandson. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> You're great. Exactly right. You just or your know. staff, your staff <laughs> that wants to. Oh wait a minute, was that a mess yes. up? Oh, I got, I got. Like, it's, wait a minute, it's internal. It's you 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 listen to this thing twenty five times, Paul. What's up? 
Right, exactly. You're just not sure um, if those numbers are slightly tainted or not. Um, but um, I will tell you a, a very quick funny story. Um, it was after our, our first or second episode had dropped. Um, and uh, I was uh, down in the council chambers right before, this is five minutes before a city council meeting. And I technically, I technical direct the, the council broadcast as well. And so I'm down there and I'm trying to uh, make sure that the PowerPoint presentation is ready to go. And I'm sitting there at the computer and I hear from across the room, my colleague um, was approached by a, a gentleman in the audience that said, um, are you Dan? And I, and uh, I slowly uh, like kind of glance up and not to give myself away. Um, and of course, um, my colleague Ruben said, uh, no, I'm Ruben. Um, can I help you with something? And he's like, oh, you're Ruben. Then which one's Dan? And I was just like, if you give me away right now, I'm telling you. And he, he looked at you uh, and he just was like, I just wanted to tell you that I heard your podcast this week and I'm actually don't come to these council meetings, but I'm here to actually talk about the podcast and how excited I am for, for more episodes. And I think it's a terrific way for the community to hear more information and we need more of this. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm Dan, I'm Dan, I'm over here, hi, hi I'm Dan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I was very, it was a moment that in the uh, the 10 years that I've been working here, um, those moments that they do come, but they don't come that often. And so I was, needless to say, I was beaming that night. So that is awesome and, and brings me to the promotion of the podcast. How do you get the word out that here's a new episode? Listen, how, how do you spread that word to the community and to staff? Sure. Um, we have a, um, a, a great uh, communications and marketing team. Um, Amy Matsumoto, who does uh, our, our social media pushes, um, she does a great job Um um, looking at analytics, finding out when the the best time is to um, to push out that type of information. Um, in fact, she just recently um, realized that uh, with a little nudge on Nextdoor, um, that our YouTube views went through the roof um, in this um, previous episode dropped. And so it's still a work in progress. Uh, we definitely are looking for more ways. We have a a, a a Braille line newsletter goes out quarterly. Um, it's in that um, there's QR codes out there that will take you there. Um, like I said, we're on YouTube um, and, and we also um, show it on our, our cable channel. So it's, we're trying to get it out there as much as possible, but we're, we're kind of sitting back right now for this season as it were, and finding out what, what hits the best. And then we try to try to pour more into that. So I'd like to move on from podcasting to uh, to radio. That's where Paul and I met years sure. and years and years ago in a radio newsroom. So we're pretty keen on the spoken word. So please tell us about your station. So, um, so it started last year um, when we all kind of our, our, our building was very segmented for um, since it had been built in, in, in 1980, um, our civic center. And so just recently a uh, huge effort, uh, the, they space planned the entire floor plan and and kind of brought everybody closer together. And so the collaboration, we're very big on collaboration here. So in terms of collaboration, it was going to be um, a huge benefit. But now we have all these people working close together. And it was it was weird because the, the closer everybody got working together, the more quiet everybody got. And the, the workplace kind of shifted into this quiet library feel. And then all of a sudden, one day it was like, can we get some music on in here? 
And so we, uh, I, I, my computer had a, a, a library uh, on it, a music library. And so I started playing music from my computer in, in the afternoons and it kind of, people kind of enjoyed that. And then we, um, we just recently transitioned from Zoom to Teams, Microsoft Teams, um, uh, because our IT had, had had the Microsoft subscription. So we thought we would just tran transfer transition to that. And so as a way of getting people um, comfortable with Teams, we found that we could stream the music library to, to our employees through, through a Teams meeting. And so um, not only could do we not have to blare our music down the halls and disrupt those that might be on deadline or, you know, might be easily distracted by music. Now everybody could kind of listen through their own devices, through their own computers on, on teams. And so from that um, people got more um, comfortable with teams. And then we, we took it one step further and we started using it as a, um, a device to get information out to the, to the employees um employee uh, just an example of uh, open enrollment right now is happening mm -hmm. deadline is approaching so we want to make sure people know that um we want to make sure that people understand that the great shakeout is coming up um you know in, on the 19th and we want to remind people of that um and then we also have weekly um there's the the brea leadership team they call it the blt when I got here, I was like, sweet, we have sandwiches every Wednesday morning. <laughs> um, but the Brea Leadership Team, or BLT meetings as we call it, um, has uh, one of the agenda items is uh, BLT shout outs. And they are team acknowledgements uh, to um, somebody who may not be in the room, but a, maybe a higher up um, recognized their efforts or wanted to thank another department's um, efforts for something. And they... Um, that's their opportunity for kind of sharing that. Well, we started writing those down. And so now, you know, whereas that meeting might only have like, you know, 15 to 20 people in that meeting. Now we read those out loud on our radio show so that the entire city understands who is being, um, uh, you know, kind of praised for their, their uh, above and beyond um, work. So, so it's fun. People look forward to it. Uh, we're, we're, we're live today. We do it every other, we have every other Friday, we're on a nine eighty schedule. And so we work, uh, every other Friday. And so our, today's our Friday on, so it's actually on air right now. K Brea radio is what we call it. So that is so cool to be able to do the shot. Cause you know, maybe it's like, uh, Oh, in the hall, Hey, nice job today on that. But that may be just with you and your supervisor or two other people. This is the whole place. Yes. That is so neat. Uh, and then how do so it's Joe it's just an internal radio station, right? We couldn't we couldn't it's not online. Scotty I can't hear it up here in Northern California and nothing like that. Yeah, no, it is um it's through again, it's through teams. Um we uh were we're looking into possibly putting it on our intranet. Uh, or as an online radio station, we've got to do a little bit more research on on how we might achieve that. Um, but in terms of right now, no, it is it's yeah, it's strictly for employees uh, with uh, with a login to uh, to their city team's account. I got to ask, <clears throat> what kind of music are you playing on there, and who selects it? <laughs> That's a great so, question. It's That's just us, Dan. We don't. Sure. You know, nobody else. Right. Nobody else cares. Nobody just else the three of us. Okay, got it. No, this is this is fine. Um, so <laughs> we started out. Uh, with so the first one of these that we did 
um, we, we had employee appreciation week, which is coincides with uh, public service recognition week, which happens every uh, uh, first full week in May every year. And so uh, we send out these like questionnaires to everybody and they, they talk about their favorite food or they, they write down their favorite, you know, color or whatever. And one of the years it was, what's your work anthem. And so everybody wrote down their work anthem. So um, I went around, the papers were still kind of posted throughout the city. I just went around and made a playlist of everybody's work anthem. And that's actually how I started the very first playlist, because if they're gonna, if you want them to listen, it's got to be something that they listen to. So we started there and then we kind of slowly built out playlists that we save and then we kind of pull them out when we need them. Um, uh, there's the, the three uh, DJs, I'm putting that in air quotes for those that can't see. Um, it's uh, me. I, I was not, I was given this name. This is not my choice, <laughs> but uh, DJ Dicey Dan was what was <laughs> given to me. Ridiculous. Okay. I know. Uh, things, get a little, things do get a little dicey, I will say sometimes, but no, it was, it had nothing to do with that. I actually don't even remember what that came from. And then my, my buddy, uh, uh, Ruben is MC Rubik's cube. And then, um, uh, Amy, uh, Matsumoto always carries with her two phones everywhere she goes. She has her work phone and her personal phone. So we call her Amy two phones in the morning. And we, uh, and we just came up with these cute little names for ourselves. And, uh, and then we took blocks. We took like segments that we kind of played our own music and talked to the people. And it, from there, it just kind of grew. Last couple of weeks ago, we a attempted, uh, we threw out all the playlists we had built onto a, a poll on Teams. And then we asked people to vote and we took the top three. Um, and uh, it was uh, movie themes, uh, movie movie hits. Movie hits was the number one, followed by the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because people can't get enough of that. And then Western music was number third. Country Western was third. And I have never seen the, um, I mean, the nine people that voted for it were the only nine people still listening at the end of the day because I've never seen the station clear out so fast. And when I don't mind Country Western, but apparently that was rude. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of like okay, I guess we, guess we know what to leave off the uh, the old survey the next time but yeah right now we're celebrating disney's 100th anniversary which comes up on the 16th and so it's disney hits all day long today so and it's holding strong people prefer disney over country western apparently do you uh so you're just so you're talking you're not just playing a playlist so do you have a rap do you have a hey and coming up is this i mean is it um like yeah so not? so yeah so we so so uh we do uh pre-record some reads some of these ads. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did not have time to pre-record, so I did everything live, and it worked out. Um, but yeah, we have a uh, we have little banter amongst the three DJs. We sit down and we we kind of talk about what's our favorite. You know, right right now, it's what's you know, what's your favorite Disney movie from the Renaissance era? And we threw the poll out there, so we get engagement from our employees. So you know, it's an opportunity for them to listen. We have giveaways sometimes where you know, they could have a chance to win a, a Brea mug or something like that. And, um, uh, and so Wait, it's do you do that. like caller three to your desk? It's the, uh... you know what? <laughs> the first person to show up in the break room gets it. I've considered it. I'm not going to lie. I've considered <laughs> caller three to my desk, you know, my, but then what happens is like, people don't understand that 
you know, what if what if that happens and then all of a sudden I got to take a really important call and now my phone's ringing off the de- uh, you know off the hook. And They'll just they will keep calling. They won't yeah, stop. Keep Lines are open. <laughs> <Right>. Lines are- <laughs> wow. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I, I like the the BLT shout outs. I mean, that is that is cool. I'm going to try to do something like that. <laughs> wow. It's really, Thanks. really great stuff. I, you know, to to kind of take something on like that creatively, the creatively, and just using teams. It's, it's something that probably every uh, person listening has on their sure. desk. And how simple and cool is that? It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, we we enjoy it. Um, and um, the first time we did it, it was like like wildfire. Like it was like all of a sudden everybody, we, we didn't know what kind of like our numbers were going to be from, um, from the organization. And all of a sudden in the chat, everybody was like, can we do this every Friday? Can we do this every Friday? Oh my gosh. When are you going to take requests? When are you this? It was just, it blew up and it was, I was like, okay, we got something here. We got something. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, I do love my job and that's, for sure. That is hats off to you guys for being innovative and in how to be engaging with your employees. Um, you know, you make your workplace a fun place to be and that goes a long way. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, Thank you so much. You. you got it. Uh, great job, Dan. That's Dan Fenstermaker with the city of Brea telling us about how the city uses podcasts and oh my gosh, a radio station to pump up their staff. Thank you so much for joining the Capio Chirp. Thank you so much, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it. Thanks again to our guests, Dee Dee Cordell and Dan Fenstermaker for joining the Capio Chirp and to Trapepe Smith for their continued support. Learn more about Capio, our training programs, conference, and networking opportunities at capio.org. You've been listening to the Capio Chirp. It's time to fly.